Hello and welcome to episode 14 of 2 from 2 Cubed and the first episode of 2019. This week we were joined by the wonderful Jessica Wing who is actually Adam's girlfriend. We spoke about all things mental health, finding creativity in your job role and we of course spoke a little bit about video. Here's the episode, let's jump straight into it. Right, let's get into it. Who are you? My name is Jessica Wing. <laughs> um, what do you do? Um, I work at South East and Central Essex Mind, one of the local mines in Essex. What is that? Yeah, what does that entail? What do, what do you do? Yeah. Um, so, Mind is the mental health charity. Um, I've actually got three roles there at the minute. Um, I am the services coordinator. Right. I am a self-employed mental health trainer right. and something my manager calls just doing odd jobs. Um, the official title is Outcomes and Development Project Manager. Mm, wow, right. lots right. of uh, manager things. So um, walk us through each of those jobs. God, <laughs> no okay. pressure on that. <laughs> no pressure. Um, so services coordinator, I coordinate Whoa. our frontline services really enough um, I've got a team of around 16 volunteers cool. um, who run a service providing information advice and signposting to people with mental health problems mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of admin around that recruiting that kind of thing nice um, the mental health trainer pretty self-explanatory I do mental health training is that um, mental health first aid Stuff. No, oh. we have so, not got to that point yet. Um, that is potentially on the cards. Though. Yeah, keep that no, to yourself. I, yeah. I, I, only, I only say that because I recently went on the half-day mental health mm-hmm. first aid course, um, and I just thought if you did it, then you know we could spit some bars about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yet. it's a great course though. Um, yeah. but we do sort of more niche topics so um the last course i did was about um managing depression um, and helping those with depression things like that i think the the really cool thing um is that in colchester at the moment they're really pushing this mental health first aid course Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. tattoo artists hairdressers car mechanics things like that and when i first heard that i was like why that seems like a really random bunch but Mm. actually they are like the modern day agony aunt sort of counsellor because someone is going and sitting with that person for like two, three hours maybe if not more when I worked worked on the bar that is exactly what it was like Yeah, Yeah. you'd end up chatting to people for a good solid hour and and it's it's such a strange thing because when you do think about it the amount of stuff that you would tell a hairdresser just because you're (laughs) there for two hours so you've got to make some form of conversation Um, but I think that's really cool that it's sort of this sort of pivotal training of making is i think the course that i did was only the half day and it was more mm. about just awareness as to mm-hmm. what is mental health and what are some of the things that you can do to help it wasn't mm. really in that much detail but the fact that yeah this training is now getting pushed out and and i think the two-day course interact to do it at like 30 quid or something like that Bloody hell, wow. that's a bargain for a Which, course yeah, yeah that is really cheap for a two-day course you get 
certificate at the end of it and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I so so and yeah, there was one other part, the sort of odds and bobs Odd and yeah. yeah. Um so essentially um my manager calls me Robin, so right. and she's Batman. Um so she'll give me random tasks to do or different projects to work on um that she doesn't have time for um and i just have to manage it you know so you basically got the um obligatory third sector job yes it was was described the other day as her job title is wearer of hats yes yeah yeah yeah. as many possible hats hats (laughs) that you can possibly fit on your head um so uh Go on, add to you screaming, screeching. Oh, well, screeching. How long have you been there? How long have you been working for Mind? Oh, God. Um, uh, I, say, I, I say working. How long have you been involved with Mind? Ooh. Ooh. I've been involved with Mind for about two and a half years, but in different capacities. Okay. Um, so I actually started off as a volunteer there. Cool. Um, as one of the volunteers I now manage. Um, okay. And I did a lot of personal development whilst also working two other jobs like normal shop stuff yeah um, and then eventually a job came up and they were just like you want a job there you go so why so why did you start volunteering at mind in the first place what drew you to mind in the first place well i i've got um experience of mental health problems myself um and i studied psychology at uni mm-hmm. and everyone knows that you need some experience if you're going to get a job in the field yep. so yep. i was like why not I'll just see if I can so did you study like just general psychology or was it anything specific that you studied it was the broad general psychology Um, I I just wanted to taste all the little bits of psychology yeah just trying to you know remember some of my A-level psychology stuff (laughs) the worst thing is my dad's a psychologist and my brother's a (laughs) psychologist so yeah well me and Tom should be in better shape than we are (laughs) (laughs) both our parents uh, yeah yeah that's true in the field yeah yeah, and it's, it's good to mention that Jessica is my girlfriend as well. So now oh, yeah, Jessica yeah. is also in that field. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're not short of a therapist or counsellors, are we? No, no, apparently not. You've yeah, got a support um, network around. That's exactly. Exactly. That's what we call it, a support network. Um, so you've sort of said about um, why you started at Mind, um, but what what has sort of um, what's the journey been like for you working at Mind? Oh. Like, from a perspective of someone who's got mental health issues Mm -hmm. and working with a mental health charity and also from just, like, um, general career stepping stones. Um, I think think I've been really, really lucky in the opportunities that I've been given. Mm -hmm. Um, People tell me that it isn't necessarily luck, um, but I feel very, very lucky. Um, The the opportunity just seems to kind of present itself. Um, I've had two different managers and they each go... Oh, I'm going to give you some more hours. I'm going to give you some more responsibility. Um, And it's kind of come at a time when it's quite appropriate for me. So in my own journey of recovery, I've felt able to take on a bit more and they've just kind of given it to me. Um, Recently, it's been getting to a point where I'm just doing way too much. Um, Always. But self-care is very important. Yeah, so Um, sort of how has that actually sort of um, affected your mental health by sort Mm. of being on this journey but how do you sort of feel in a better position with this now more responsibility Mm. with your mental health Mm. because of that or do you feel like it can sort of I mean with all mental health it probably has positive and negative Mm. sides there's always good days always bad days Mm. so to speak but how how is it from your sort of perspective um I I feel like 
I perhaps have more responsibility to look after my mental health yeah. Yeah, because okay. I'm managing a team and I come yeah. into contact with people with mental health problems every day. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of more in tune with myself yeah. about looking after my mental health. Um, but of course there are days when it... it it's all too much. Isn't, yeah, I get yeah. overloaded sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I'm really lucky to have a fantastic team around me yeah. who also understand what it's like. Makes well, yeah, yeah, and I think you're sort of... Um, in terms of mental health mm. in the workplace, you are in sort of one of the sweetest positions oh, because gosh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you're having a bad day, you are surrounded by people who know exactly... I'm surrounded by counsellors. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which to some people, that would probably be like... Terrifying. terrifying. To, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's pretty terrifying <laughs> to me, yeah. I but pretty, also, yeah. just like side point on the counsellor thing is... Mm. Um, a couple of people who I know who have had mental health issues have like said that they've tried a counsellor and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that they drilled home um, at this training that I went on was that basically every counsellor is mm-hmm. different. Definitely. And I just yeah wanted to. It is true. I mean, mm. I mean, just could go on and on about what different types of therapy you can have and what different mm-hmm. types yeah. of counselling sessions you can have. It and it is mm-hmm. different. It's different counsellors do different things to and different people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Everyone's it. got their own approach. We're yeah. each an individual, so yep. everyone's different yeah, frame works different. Yeah, and we don't let that put you off. Yeah, yeah. Try yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Try exactly. a new counsellor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bringing it back to sort of the creativity side of mm-hmm. things, would you say your job can be creative? Yes, very, very creative, but not in the way that people tend to think of being creative. Okay, so how so? So, um, my job is very dynamic and changing. Um, I never know what is going to come through the door. My priorities have got to be a bit ski-whiff. Yeah, flexible. Yeah, and it's about like coming up with solutions on the spot. Yeah, creative solutions. Yeah. Yeah, if you get a client coming in who's feeling suicidal you're going to have to think outside the box as to what you would normally do and try and come up with a way to help that person Mm. yeah definitely definitely and I do Um, get to do some typical creative stuff as well I was going to say like what what, what is that Um, I recently did some of our like window displays nice Um, I do some of our um, like literature, I've made several leaflets and things that were helpful to people. Yeah. I know that you've done made a couple of leaflets for a couple of the events that you've yes. done, and that seemed to be quite creative. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us about those? Is it the head talks? Oh yeah, um, I run an event that's kind of like a play on TED Talks, um, specifically around mental health. Nice. We try to tackle taboo topics. Um, so, I've done three of them so far. We've covered death. We've covered sex and we covered in the very first one um, just sort of general mental health, starting that conversation. Um, And what we've tried to do every year is uh, make it less and less formal. So you don't want to just come along to a lecture Mm -hmm. and listen to people go on and on. We we have people doing poetry and acting and singing and bringing loads of different types of media into it as well. which the public respond to really well. Yeah. And we've had quite good turnout. So no, good. That, that's, that's quite sort of an innovative way to sort of engage mm. with um, a wider audience, I mm. guess. Is the creative side of things something that you enjoy, something that you wish you could do more of, or what's your sort of... I really do enjoy it a lot. Um, I'm quite... I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I like to invest a lot of time Mm -hmm. and get it right, um, which I don't have the luxury of a lot. 
um, I think if I had less of my other work to do, I'd love to do more creative stuff, but yeah. trying to get the balance right is quite difficult. <laughs> Which is interesting that you say that, because obviously, like you said, you're a perfectionist and mm. therefore you haven't got the time to do it, but giving that time to it can in itself be quite mindful and quite good for you um, to spend your time on that creativity and actually mm. make something and build something and then be like, I've mm-hmm. done that. Yeah, and actually that forms um, quite a big part of my self-care routine at okay. home. Yeah. So although I don't get the time to do it at work, when I'm looking after myself at home, I like to do things like colouring. Yep. Um, I'm a grown-up with colours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's really therapeutic. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot of grown-ups that colour out there now. Mm. I think there's quite a popular... Yeah trend i think um it one of the sort of biggest things with um (laughs) self-help i guess is just escapism Mm. it's it's finding something that you can focus all of your attention on and that is all that needs your attention at that time Mm -hmm. like because yeah i think it's just it's cool that you've got those sort of different channels to mm. sort of utilize to your advantage those outlets now yeah. mm. um you are quite young i am, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, what's it like having um the responsibility of the manager title God. at work um it is a real honor i'm yeah. really 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 grateful yeah. um I also feel a lot of pressure to not only be a good manager, but to exceed that because of my age. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually come into contact with service users who doubt my ability based on my age. So I feel like I have to push things further. Okay. Which is difficult. Um, Seems to go well so far. (laughs) Yeah, well, how has that journey been? Because Mm. it's obviously been harder um, because of as you said, like mm. your age is a visual, mm-hmm. visually to people, they're like, oh, young person, not mm-hmm. sure that they've got the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Adam and I have both come across that with, with clients that we've worked with. We have, yeah. Um, so how have you overcome that? Have you overcome that by literally just working mm-hmm. your nuts off, basically? <laughs> um, I think there's a couple of ways to approach it. So definitely working really hard yeah. um, and having that knowledge and understanding there to back up the fact that you've got that title but also kind of understanding where other people are coming from in my sector because if someone is bearing their soul to you and they're a bit older and they think you don't have the experience that's terrifying so actually understanding that they're afraid is really helpful tool and then come in and meeting them at that level and saying actually you're doing really well for doing that then they go oh you're a normal person (laughs) (laughs) oh maybe you can help me do you think there's a flip side to the age as well like Mm. that you could give a fresh perspective on things and you can give Mm -hmm. us maybe a little bit more of a I don't know like a younger opinion on things I suppose yeah definitely and the solutions that I come up with um, might be different to my old colleagues Um, for example I use a lot of um, internet links and apps and things like that so if anyone can get into technology to help them it's right there in your pocket yeah so yeah it's quite funny that you say that because that is Mm. literally how my role at um my other job cvs is Mm. it's that it's a young person's perspective Mm. that is like oh actually do you know we could do this in this way Mm -hmm. and we'd reach this many people or we can achieve this or da 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 and it's like, oh my god, oh, yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. But that's brilliant because we're sort of um, 
we're helping to open up the third sector because it mm. is one of those sectors mm -hmm. that is generally speaking lagging behind no, and the reason why it lags behind most of the time is because one you've got older trustees mm -hmm. who are basically running the charity so to speak yeah. and mm -hmm. they are very often very stuck in their way and very stubborn to change yeah yeah but is you've it, also at a point where it's they're not ready to learn yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but you've also got generally speaking older employees as well mm -hmm. who don't who aren't necessarily connected to well they've never had to marketing and things like that fortunately at cvs my chief officer has loads of previous marketing history so mm. she sort of gets it admittedly she's learning the sort of digital age now mm. but i think that's the one thing that charities forget about is the fact that they've got like this whole marketing side that mm. they don't even think they think oh it, the service will speak for itself and it's like okay yeah that might be the case but if you just did a little bit of marketing, you could be reaching twice the number mm -hmm. of people with not much more effort. Mm. Um, I mean, for Mind, it's slightly different because you are part of a bigger charity, bigger organisation. I mean, I know that your each Mind is its own charity. Yeah. Works a little bit like a franchise. Yeah, but it, mm. but you have the brand of Mind, mm -hmm. and Mind is a well-known brand yeah, across yeah. the country. Mm. It um, is. Whereas a lot of charities lack that. They do, yeah. You've got that in place, that to support you. And I think, going back to your age again, I think it's also important to realise that as much as maybe it can be terrifying for an older service mm -hmm. user or a person talking to you, I think actually it opens it up to younger people as well, being able to speak to another mm -hmm. younger person. person. Because if yeah. you think about the sector that you're in, most people, mm -hmm. as we just said, are of a older so age. So on the yeah. flip side of things, it's actually probably quite reassuring for people that are younger to yeah, come and see definitely i've met with several people who are like under 18 who've mm. come in and been just so relieved to speak to someone who's of a similar age who yep. understands what it's like to go through mental health problems yeah it, it really helps them and i've had parents come back in and go god you know you had a chat with them i've seen such a big difference yeah. mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah it's yeah. Yeah. part of my job i love <laughs> like here isn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah so we've spoken about um third sector a little bit mm. would you recommend um working in the third sector i would say working slash volunteering in yes the third yeah the short answer is yes <laughs> the long answer is no <laughs> the long answer is no no um i think it depends on what you're looking to get Okay. Um, if you are interested in building skills getting experience and loving the job that you do i would really recommend it there is not a day that i don't want to go to work. I wake up on a Monday smiling, which is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> nice, good. Um, but if you're looking to make loads and loads of money, might not be. <laughs> no. Might not be the career for you. Um, no, but, but you can get so much more than money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's um, yeah. It's it's not about um, financial gain for mm -hmm. people working in the third sector, and that's why they have such huge impact on people's lives because they're people mm. who actually care about people and not Absolute mm -hmm. heroes. about going Thank to you. get a job <laughs> that earns them yeah, X amount. Mm. Um, so obviously we are a video production company, mm -hmm. so we'd like to talk about video a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what's, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what's, um, what's your opinion of um, the use of video in the third sector? I think currently it's quite limited, yeah. um, but I think it could bring a lot to it. Like you kind of mentioned earlier about re reaching a wider audience. Yeah. So many younger people are tapped into their phones, watching video all the time, and 
as people age, obviously, more people are going to be doing that. So yeah. the, the quicker you get into that, the more yeah. people are just going to hear about these services. And from a sort of mental health perspective, mm-hmm. do you feel like video is a tool that... Um, with sort of certain subjects mm. around mental health can be of benefit to somebody's well-being. So them watching a video can actually help boost their morale, boost their self-care, oh, boost gosh, all yeah. this sort of Point elements. Them in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can have so many different self-help tools in a video, like explaining concepts, helping you to understand different ways to look after yourself. It's just quicker if you do it in a video. Would, yeah. would it would it help? say mind for example mm. to have a video such as that look not mm-hmm. as such a learning but the courses that you present you could even then send mm. a video and that would save maybe sending someone else out i guess yeah yeah it really would we've actually um discussed it a little bit i work with our development team quite closely mm. um and we've had that discussion a couple of times as well and i think even not from a learning point of view but in a view to just tell people about what we do yep because people come in and go I need help. Um, and actually, there's a lot that they could be asking for. Yep, that they don't, they even don't know. know. They just, yeah. I need some help now, please. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's quite sort of um, important to be able to showcase everything that you do. Mm. Um, and video, generally speaking, is one of the best platforms to do that. Have you sort of seen much um, response from videos? Have mind used videos previously and seen any sort of response from it or we we started doing videos of some of our, our events um we did okay. a beat the seats event like a squat challenge right. thing um at south end united football club and we streamed that live and that had quite a lot of engagement people yeah. could watch the event live mm-hmm. they could comment they could encourage people yeah. donate donate exactly we've got that wonderful donate button on the facebook page so Mm -hmm. if you're watching that feed we can share that and then people can donate yeah beautiful segue that i think onto sort of one of our next questions is how do you feel that social media has influenced our generation's mental health and can it be positive or negative it's a big question but i think it leads quite nicely on from Mm -hmm. that sort of juxtaposition that we're just talking about it being good now how can it sort Mm. of do you think it has a negative effect on I think it is all about moderation. Okay. Um, personally, I've been trying to come off of a lot of different social media platforms recently. Um, it's about getting the balance right for you. Okay. So what works for me isn't going to work for you. Yep. So why have you been trying to come off social media? What's, because what's stopping you? you are exposed to so many people with so many different expectations, a lot of negativity out mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, you can, it's very easy to become absorbed in that. Um, and I and, don't think I need that negativity in my um, life. And what's it called? Um, oh, there's a word for it. When you look at... Oh, is it FOMO? Is it? No, no, no. Expected realities or something like that. Um, where mm. you're scrolling through Instagram and you're like, wow, that person's taken a really nice picture. Mm. And then you go and try and take a picture and it looks terrible. And then you're like, oh, why can't I be as good as that? Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, you've got FOMO, fear of missing out, <laughs> which is something that literally has, I'm sure, only come to relevance because of the infinite scroll of social media timelines Mm, because you're scrolling to try and catch up to where you were last time and then now social media platforms have changed all their algorithms Mm. so it doesn't even work like that anymore so you it's a lot of people are like i've just got to check twitter just got to see what's going on Mm -hmm. to stay current which is so unhealthy but in current news I mean an egg has now taken the top right picture on Instagram <laughs> on it, yeah so it has that's, I mean that's anything good. is possible yeah that's good um, but yeah that sort of it is it, 
I'm very unsure as to how I feel from a personal standpoint. I mm. prefer not to spend as much time mm-hmm. on social media and also what I'm sharing on social media. Mm. So, for example, uh, Lucy and I, we very rarely like share pictures of us or tweets about what we're doing or things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's just because that we feel that we don't need to... In those moments, we don't need to be doing that. We're just mm. experiencing those moments. Just enjoying the moment. And I think mm. that's what a lot of people are struggling to comprehend. They're like, mm. oh, but if I don't record it or take a picture, then, then nobody knows it yeah. happened. And what's the point of that? Mm. And it's like, but that's not actually what's important. What is important mm. is that you're there, you're with that person, and you're experiencing mm. It all comes it down be. to validation, doesn't it? And I think yeah. that's going to be a future problem, definitely for mind and definitely yes. for yourself, is I think you're going to have people not getting the validation that they want or so desperately need. Yeah. Mm. And it's going to cause, I think, a lot of harm. A lot of harm, Well, yeah. mental health issues are, like, the biggest drain on uh, NHS resources. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the biggest cause of... Uh, well, it's the biggest health issue yeah. like, in the world, yeah. not um, just the UK. Yeah. Affects one in four. Yeah, and yeah. by 2030, it's going to be even worse, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if we don't, is, don't sort it out. Yeah. yeah, well, more people are starting to talk about it. So, so surely this comes yeah. back to my point a minute ago mm. as well, but bringing it online, bringing it online to video, mm-hmm. bringing it online to sort of the digital age is like, mm-hmm. surely, especially if you're staying by 2030 or whatever it is, that generation is going to be online. embedded mm-hmm. and yeah. online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, now is the time to start, surely, with, like, definitely. sort of things like, I'm yeah. not saying, you definitely do it. Like, Me. do it now, okay, just go, do, do it, it now. I mean, but, but there's even platforms, like, there's a, a thing called Couth. Oh, Couth is fantastic. Yeah, which is... I have no explain. Okay, so Couth is um, an online website, yeah. um, and young people, I think it's under 20... Yeah, it is. I yeah. think yeah. Um, can get in touch with counsellor. Yeah. Okay. Like literally online, you don't need to book an appointment to go and see a doctor. Yeah. Chat to them. You just chat to them, it's and great. they and can will. Have an appointment yeah, they can set week. up appointments. Uh-huh. They can set That's up brilliant. all sorts of things. It's amazing. And it's things like that that are going to attract that younger audience because. Definitely. Well, a lot of younger people, when you've got a mental health issue, the last thing you want to do is tell your parents. Mm. And in order to get to a GP, most of the time, you're going to have to tell your parents. Yeah. You're going to mm. have to say, I want to go to the doctors, and they're going to be like, why? What's uh, wrong with you? And it's that age-old thing, isn't it, of if you've got anxiety and you can't leave the house, yeah. how are you going to get anything done? Mm. How are you going to change yeah. the way you feel? And yeah. I think If you've that got anxiety up. preventing you from picking up a phone yeah. and speaking to someone, yeah. there's and other options. Unfortunately, that is just a sad reality now, is that, like... We we all have these wonderful phones in our pockets yeah. that are designed that like the the original concept was so that you can talk to somebody, like mm-hmm. use your real life words out of your mouth and speak to another <laughs> human being. Whereas now they've evolved into these devices that are just for your fingers and no like it is very rare that a friend will pick up the phone and speak to me. Mm. I mean I've got a couple of friends who I like pretty much on, we only ever call each other and have a chat. But there, it's it's. But that's like in in a way that's how it should be. Like that's all I was with, and I think that's the problem with social media again is that I think you feel that you should be in constant contact with yeah. everyone mm-hmm. all of the time, well, and actually you don't you need don't to be. To, yeah. You think some of the times that we text, we can have like a stream of like ten messages from each of us. Yeah. If I'd have picked up the phone, we could have done that in two minutes, <laughs> and we could have had a chat about like how you doing, what you've been up to, yeah. all that yeah. sort of stuff. Mm. Whereas when you're texting, you get into the point you want. 
answers and and it's so hard to um through text to sort of show emotion Mm. so you could be saying something in a in a jokey way or having a laugh and the other person could read it and be like wow imagine that in a few years there you are doing some marriage counseling and I've no, they pull the phone out of their pocket and they're like, Look at that, look at what he texts me. Look, look what, what he said. Reply. Only yeah. two heart emojis. <laughs> yes, oh it, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Took four hours to reply. He's seen it, but he didn't reply. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, bit, bit absurd. Um, going back to um, what am I going back to? I've Wait, said that now, I've created a segue <laughs> and now I've lost, what are you going back lost to? my train of thought. Um, so. Yeah, do you think that um, people... Now, this is like this is a bit of a, a broad question that you may well not be able to give me an answer to. I'll but from, <laughs> from your experience of working with young people, old people, do you think that if you offered them like an online service where they could watch videos, they could learn things, they could do this, they could do that, do you think that would be of value? Um, to them personally, to their their own health, their well-being, etc. Yes, right. definitely. Well. Um, I think some people who are <clears throat> less technologically savvy yeah. might need a bit more support to do it, but I still think it would be hugely helpful. Yeah. Um, I think for younger people especially, if you can watch something on the go that's going to help you if you're commuting to work for example you can be watching that on the train not in the car (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can be helping yourself instead of watching another rerun of that TV show that you like funny cat videos Mm. Yeah, that's all I watch (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's it's sort of um, it's interesting I think again there's there's certain barriers in the way um with the fact that you work for a charity, mm-hmm. uh, investing in um, and I think the sort of digital age is sometimes quite difficult mm-hmm. for charities to... And charities have sometimes got a, a habit when trying to appeal to young people of pandering a little too much. Yeah, You've got to be careful that you don't mm-hmm. make it too teen-centric as yeah. such. Yeah. It's cool to have uh, help for your mental health. That's yeah. it, yeah. Download yeah. our app today. Yeah. <laughs> get a free... Emoji. emoji. Nice. A mind emoji. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think we've sort of... Um, I think that's a nice place to, to round off the conversation. Um, it's been really nice to sort of talk about mental health um, and also... We touched on a little bit of creativity in video, I think so, yeah. but it's nice to sort of deviate our conversations from from the norm um, yeah. and make it a bit more a bit more of a conversation about you. Um, so it's been good. Um, where can people find you online? You said you're cutting down social media, so do you have any like public social medias? Um, I'm only on Instagram, really publicly. LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, I'm on LinkedIn as well, aren't I? That was yeah. such a, no, was such a creepy little whisper that you just did. <laughs> Headphones on. Yeah, there. I know. <laughs> um, so on LinkedIn, I am Jessica Wing. Whoa. I know. Groundbreaking. Um, and on Instagram, I am a wild Jess appeared. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for much. having me. Um, and that's a wrap. We had a really interesting chat with Jess and we hope that you enjoyed it too. 
just a couple of little housekeeping things. There is going to be a new episode of Two From Two Cubed next week. And then our content schedule is changing slightly. So if you want to know a little bit more, follow us on Twitter at Two Cube Create. Or you can check out our website at twocube.co slash TFTC. And we shall see you next week on the next episode of Two From Two Cubed.